It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, guys, we welcome you to another edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell, a.k.a. The Rooster. Uh, As we record this, it is very early in the morning. (laughs) That's my pal Jonathan Warner from WTOP in Washington, D.C., uh, getting a little crazy because it's after midnight. We're all trying to go home after covering the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights in a Stanley Cup final NHL rematch. But you come here for Redskins coverage. It is locked on Redskins. It is Thursday, August the uh, – I did it again. Thursday, October the 11th, 2018. And we're just a couple of days removed from a disastrous loss for the Washington Redskins in New Orleans on Monday night football. But either way, we welcome you aboard. The Redskins getting set to host the Carolina Panthers. And that means Cam Newton, Cam coming to FedEx Field Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Has not been an easy matchup for the Washington Redskins since Cam came into the NFL, I believe it is 4-0, are the Panthers since he has entered the NFL as a number one overall pick out of Auburn. So here we go uh, with a couple of little reminders. First of all, wanted you to make sure you guys had a chance to listen to a Crossover Wednesday uh, with Locked On Carolina Panthers uh, host, Bill Rossetti, who was kind enough to help me out, being that this is my first go at it on a crossover Wednesday. Uh, And we broke things down big time, getting into the nitty-gritty matchups, X's and O's for the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Redskins. If you like football, if you uh, like a lot of X's and O's, and again, key matchups and things to look forward to as you're watching the game, as you're at the game, regardless of what uh, fan you are, You know, you definitely want to check out the, again, crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast with, again, Bill Rossetti from Locked on Panthers. So make sure you go check that out. Available, of course, iTunes uh, and anywhere you can get podcasts. Now, we wanted to play you to start the show today a little sound from Jay Gruden late on Monday night after getting their clocks cleaned in New Orleans Uh, Jay Gruden was immediately asked about a couple of I guess the big storylines by my friends in the media Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch John Kime of ESPN uh, and Jay was asked first about Jordan Reed and him not being a factor and involved in the game plan, and then also about Josh Norman being benched 
at that time, we thought Josh Norman was benched, but we didn't know for sure. So here's how it sounded on Monday night, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about both. Uh, here's Jay Gruden, Monday night in New Orleans. Jordan Reed wasn't as involved as normal. Any particular reason? No, no, uh, not at all. We should have done a better job of getting him more involved. Uh, and uh, Josh Norman did not play the first series of, of the third quarter. Was that related to his performance, or was that something else? No, that was related to me. Uh, you know, it was just my call there for the first series. And Why was it his play? It was just between him and I at halftime. It was good. Everybody's good. He finished the game and uh, played a lot better in the second half. Jay, this was. So as you heard there, Jay talking about Jordan Reed not really having an answer to getting him on track. I guess we'll start with that. If you look at Reed's season so far, 22 targets, 15 catches, 189 yards, a 12-6 average, a touchdown right before the half in Arizona. And he really hasn't been a major factor in two of the four games that the Washington Redskins have played so far specifically Indianapolis and, of course, really New Orleans. In the Indianapolis game, they didn't target him until midway through the second quarter, but ultimately he had eight targets in that game, so they were able to at least get him going in that game. He did have the key lost fumble on a reception in that particular contest, uh, but, again, they didn't target him until about midway through the second quarter. On Monday night in New Orleans – Jordan Reed was targeted twice. Now, clearly, he's a guy that opposing defenses are going to focus on, try and take out of games. But this was a New Orleans defense that, quite honestly, did not have a great pass coverage, um, a great pass coverage mark so far through their four games going in. Um, they shouldn't have been able to completely take away Jordan Reed unless they were getting exposed somewhere else. But alas, that's the problem. Uh, they did take away Jordan Reed for the most part. Again, they did concentrate. They did pay extra attention to him. But the Redskins weren't able to make them pay because Alex Smith absolutely stunk on Monday night. And the offensive line was even worse. Both the offensive line and Alex Smith were atrocious, and I'm not going to pull any punches. It was a bad day at the office for everyone, but they were awful. And it showed, and it showed in every way. And again, Jordan Reed only targeted twice and a complete non-factor in a game that you go up against a secondary that was allowing almost 10 yards per pass play coming into that game. Almost 10. The league average was like a little over seven and a half, I think. So it was like a two and a half yard difference between what the Saints pass defense was allowing per pass play as opposed to what the rest of the NFL was averaging uh, through four games. Uh, just absolutely an atrocious performance by the Redskins offense right from the very get-go. And, of course, Jordan Reed, again, being blanketed doesn't help. But if you're Jay Gruden, if you're Matt Cavanaugh, if you're Kevin O'Connell, you need to find a way. And if you're Alex Smith, you need to overcome hits, pressure, being uncomfortable, lack of a run game. You need to find a way to get Jordan Reed involved. I would be shocked if Jordan Reed is not a major, major focal point this Sunday against the Panthers, and I would start early. Remember, they just signed Eric Reed, the controversial safety, uh, former free agent. Just a couple of weeks ago, he played in his last, uh, in his first game rather, with the Panthers last Sunday. 
against the New York Giants. They have a young secondary in general. So to me, you get Thomas Davis back from a four-game suspension. You want to try and certainly test him out. Now, you don't want to go against Luke Keekley to try and get Jordan Reed on track because Keekley will make you pay. But, I mean, at some point you have to make Jordan Reed – the focal point of this offense and a guy that this offense is basically going to run through. So that's the one thing that I would say about that part of the equation with Jay Gruden. What we're going to do is tell you when we come back about the other part of that equation, which is Josh Norman getting benched as he gets ready to go up against his former team, the team that gave up on him, the Carolina Panthers. So we'll do that next. But first, right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, want to take a moment to remind you guys to get all of your NBA previews this week. At Locked On NBA, six teams a day, five days in the week, 30 teams previewed from the local experts of Locked On NBA. Follow Locked On NBA on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked on NBA. Also want to tell you guys about Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes, right? We're all guilty of it. Clothes cost a lot of money. They don't have to. They don't have to. If you have a progressive mind... I invite you guys, the listeners of Locked On Redskins podcast, to check out our friends at Swap.com. Swap.com is the world's largest consignment and thrift store. You might be saying, whoa. Don't worry. If you're a dad, you know how expensive kids' clothing is, especially when they're real young. They seemingly growing through outfits and going through ch- changes in size uh, almost every week, not every month, not every three months, not every six months. It seems like it's almost every week. Swap.com allows you to save up to 90% off the retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, J. Crew, Gap. It's that simple. Quality hand-inspected items are added daily to Swap.com. If something doesn't fit, Good news, you get hassle-free returns as long as you do it within 30 days. And right now, we have a special offer for you right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast just for you. At Swap.com, you get 35% off the select items on your first offer with the promo code Locked On. So do it now. Check out at Swap.com, your promo code Locked On. Locked On is the promo code for Swap.com. And tell them Locked on Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back to the Locked On Redskins podcast. We told you that we would get into Josh Norman, and we will not let you down because it has been an interesting week for Josh Norman. You heard about 
what Jay Gruden had to say Monday night in New Orleans after the game when peppered with questions about why Josh Norman wasn't on the field for the first drive of the third quarter. Certainly the start and the beginning of the end for the Redskins because it was, uh, I believe it was a 26-13 game uh, at the start of the third quarter and then the Redskins quickly gave up uh, a touchdown. Greg Stroman, who replaced Norman, uh, beaten like a drum a couple of times, including on the touchdown. Uh, and again, it was really over from that point. Norman did come back in, as Jay alluded to, uh, but it has certainly been an interesting week. And it's only going to get more interesting because he returns home to FedEx Field. And he returns against a team that, quite honestly, gave up on him in the Carolina Panthers. Now, the former general manager of the Panthers is Dave Gettleman. He's now with the New York Giants. So it's not the same exact decision makers, but Ron Rivera was certainly part of that decision-making process as well. And he's still the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And Josh Norman coming off of two of his worst games, certainly that you're ever going to see in his NFL career. And hopefully for the Redskins, there is no more, right? Think about that. Hopefully for the Redskins, the bottom is, or, or, or Norman's performance is sunk to the bottom and it can't get any lower. If it does, the Redskins are in real, real trouble. Uh, I already am of the belief, and I think many people are, and I've been saying this for a year and a half, that Norman is not going to be with the Redskins in 2019. I don't think that's any shock. Um, there's about a $6 million cap dead money hit. Uh, that's pretty easily absorbable. You don't want to do that necessarily. But to get out of the final two years of the contract and also to save other money, uh, which you would free up, certainly that makes sense if Norman doesn't have a dramatic improvement. And it's hard to see that uh, at this point. But the question is, is he even going to make it through this year? You know, I've heard from a couple of different people in the Redskins organization that Jay Gruden still wants him to start. Uh, and I believe that's what he'll do this Sunday against his former team, the Panthers. I've heard from some people uh, that think that maybe Josh Norman should come off the bench, that they need to really wake him up. And then there was one person that I heard about, uh, and this was relayed to me, that in the front office that thought they were and should move on from Josh Norman, not next offseason, but perhaps at the end of this season or before this season even ends. Either way, it doesn't matter much at this point. You know that Josh Norman is not in the good graces of the Washington Redskins for his play and for his preparation and for his perception. See, Josh Norman is a guy who barks a lot, as we talked about uh, earlier this week. Josh Norman is a guy who talks a big game and he's always, for the most part, been able to back it up, but he hasn't made those impact game-changing plays since his first year when he had three interceptions, including two in a stay-alive game in Chicago against Matt Barkley, who stinks, and the Bears offense, which stunk that particular day and that particular year. And, of course, against Cleveland, after getting beat like a drum by Terrell Pryor in the first half of that game, he was very, very good in the second half, was Norman in a week four game. But, again, the Browns had a horrible quarterback situation, and Norman picked off um, – the Browns quarterback and, of course, did the bow and arrow celebration, which was a bit controversial. But here's the problem. You know, Josh Norman was able to get away with all this stuff 
Because even last year, even though he didn't make game-changing plays, he was good in coverage when they threw at him. Some people are making the excuse, well, they didn't really throw at him. Yeah, they threw at him. He was good in coverage. Maybe they didn't throw at him as much as they did in 2016 because he led the NFL and led the world in penalties. Think about that. A corner led the NFL in penalties. And he was beat deep a couple of times against Cincinnati in London, against Detroit the week before that. I think it was Marvin Jones that beat him on a go route. He was beat plenty of times in his first year, 2016, with the Washington Redskins. And here's the problem with Norman, right? We all kind of looked at it and said, is he the byproduct of a great pass rush and a scheme and a scheme fit in Carolina? A lot of people in the NFL thought that. A lot of people dismissed it. I always worried. I thought he would be fine here with the Redskins, but I always worried about his lack of height. He's six foot, six foot and change. maybe a half, six foot and a half inch, whatever it is. And I'm more worried about his lack of elite speed. Bottom line, you don't become a fifth-round corner from Coastal Carolina and get benched early in your career if you have elite speed and athleticism. And Josh Norman never has had that, and he never will have that. Now he's a step slower, perhaps, probably. He's much more distracted because – Uh, as he put it on Wednesday, that he's basically all about Hollywood. And he was born Hollywood. And he said, quote, I have gone to Hollywood. I've been to Hollywood. Ever since I came out of my mama's womb, I've been Hollywood. So he's certainly not dismissing this perception that D'Angelo Hall on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., my station, certainly said uh, to the sports junkies on Tuesday morning, uh, which was that Norman was, quote, in love with being a celebrity right now, not necessarily being a football player. He's not fighting that perception. He did say he's serious about football, but yet he's producing a TV show. He's an actor. Um, He did Dancing with the Stars. You know, here's the bottom line. He can be upset at D'Angelo Hall, even though he said he respected him. You don't have to like that D'Angelo Hall called out a former teammate. That's his job now. He's retired. He's not a teammate. He's in the media. I think he did it fairly respectfully, fairly. Uh, But it was D'Angelo Hall being blunt, knowing what it takes to be a pro bowler in this league and knowing what it takes to succeed week in, week out, especially as your body starts to fail you a little bit and you lose some of that elite speed or athleticism or your technique slips. And that's the other big problem about Josh Norman is – It's not only all of that, but a lot of it is he's such a guess and anticipatory player. And all you need to do is look at that record-setting touchdown from Drew Brees on Monday night. He's playing the swing, and he's playing Drew Brees' eyes hard. When the New Orleans Saints line up three receivers on Josh Norman's side – He's got to recognize that they have three receivers, and yes, they have a running back leaking out of the backfield, and yes, the swing is there. But for the most part, you're going to be able to stop the swing or at least control the swing unless you miss a tackle and somebody breaks one. But what you can't allow to happen is not one but two receivers to run off the line of scrimmage basically free and be wide open, including – The kid that scored the touchdown, who had two on the night, he beat Strowman on that drive that Norman was benched in the third quarter. You can't allow that. 
you have to know they have three vertical receivers. Now, maybe you don't know they're running all vertical routes, and I think only two of them did, but the bottom line is, is the Redskins had not only one wide open, but they had two. And Josh Norman's playing the underneath. Now, you might say, well, why is that a big deal? That happens, miscommunication. Uh, basically, he thought they were playing cover two, I guess. And in reality, they were playing cover three. That's number one. Number two, again, he's jumping that route to the underneath swing receiver because he knows the New Orleans Saints do that a lot. That's fair. He's reading Drew Brees' eyes. Again, that's fair. But that's what a great quarterback like Drew Brees wants you to do. They want you to jump where they're not going to go. They want to freeze you. They want to make you guess. And Josh Norman is doing too much guessing and not enough responsibility in his coverage assignments, in his mental homework. And I don't want to call somebody um, lazy or, um, you know, anything like that. I'm trying to search for the right word. Bear with me. I don't want to call Josh Norman lazy. I just think he's preoccupied. I think he's focused on his life and being Josh Norman and, again, the celebrity, and he's got too many projects. And I've always had a problem. I said this over and over and over again, and dumb Redskins fans, I shouldn't say dumb Redskins fans, but, you know, you get the point, thought I was just picking on them for – you know, radio purposes. No, I was legitimately concerned that Josh Norman was distracting himself on game day by participating live and even with recorded updates or recorded reports on the field for Fox NFL Sunday in his first year with the Redskins. It was like all of a sudden this guy got out of Carolina, he got paid big time, and all of a sudden he was, you know, on a rocket ship to, again, Hollywood and stardom and fame. And he sees how it works for others. And he wants to basically be a quarterback in terms of fame and glory while being a cornerback. And it doesn't always work out that way, Josh. Here's the deal. And I'll quickly wrap it up like this. You can be whatever you want to be for the most part, at least in terms of fans and media perception. Uh, maybe not coaches perception. You can be whatever you want to be. But here's one thing you can't be is you can't be bad at your job. And that's what Josh Norman right now is, quite honestly. And he goes against the Carolina Panthers, his former team. He's got a lot to prove after being benched. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. I don't know if it's going to be a great game. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think he's going to be very highly motivated. I'll tell you that much. He should. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Coming up next, we will talk about DJ Swearinger and some interesting eye-opening comments that he had. But first, Locked On NBA never went away, guys, and it's still here for you every day. Locked On NBA is your daily national NBA podcast every Monday. Get the local experts on the biggest stories and then stay with Locked On NBA all week long with daily 30 minutes uh, podcasts on everything going on in the NBA. Follow for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcasts locked on NBA. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for being with us. And thanks for listening to the ravings of a lunatic because sometimes I can be one. But you know what? 
I'm here to give you good sage advice, not only on the Redskins and good content on the Redskins, but also from my bookie. That's right. You know, sometimes in the sports media industry, we get asked for our opinions, our predictions, who's going to win, who's going to cover, should I take the over-under, what team should you bet, what's your favorite pick of the week, that type of thing. Truth is, I don't know who's going to win, right? But if you think you know, and that's the key, you got to think you know, please check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell uh, everyone that I know to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet for this season in football, both in the NFL. Uh, and in college football. I'd only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me in the past. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over, unders, fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to donate, uh, if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, Uh, You hopefully won't be donating anything. You'll be taken. They'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. It's that simple at MyBookie. Join now. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code MyBookie. That's to activate the offer. MyBookie is how you get a piece of the action right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back for a final couple of minutes. I'll keep this real short just because I don't want this to go on forever. We'll have a lot more content on the Friday edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast uh, as we come to you uh, from high atop Capital One Arena in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., after I covered for my other job on 106.7 The Fan, the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Final uh, rematch. We're sitting here and we're doing a little Locked on Redskins for you. Uh, Again, don't forget to check out Crossover Wednesday with my guy Bill Rossetti from Locked on Panthers. We did a full X and O breakdown of the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Redskins. We'll finish up on this note and then we'll do more of this uh, on the Friday version. We've talked a lot about Josh Norman, Jordan Reed. We'll get into Alex Smith on Friday, a little inside the numbers. Uh, But DJ Swearinger, one of the most outspoken guys on this Redskins team, said, Uh, After the game on Monday night, quote, we go to practice. There shouldn't be any. He cursed. I can't say that. Joking around. Shouldn't be any more joking around from nobody. We got blew out. Shouldn't have any more playing or joking around. When it comes to work tomorrow, we need to be all business, end quote. That's what D.J. Swearinger told reporters down in New Orleans. And I don't blame D.J. Swearinger one bit for being upset, pissed off, uh, angry, 
he's a guy, and I don't know him super well. I've only talked to him, you know, a handful of times. He's a guy who certainly has a intensity and a prideful stubbornness, if you will, uh, about DJ Swearinger. I'm not saying I agree with everything he does. I didn't like what he did to Terrell Pryor uh, during Redskins training camp when he tried to scare him and make a big deal out of it, and everybody got a kick out of it. It was dumb. It was stupid. Uh, it wasn't becoming of a leader. But DJ Swearinger, with at least his words, and I believe his work ethic, is a leader, is an outspoken guy, is a guy who can light a fire under your butt. The problem is, and we're again going to get more into this as we go along, people are starting to realize now that, yeah, the, cl the culture is too lax. It's too loose. It's too cream cheese soft. Uh, I've been screaming about this for three years under Jay Gruden. Uh, no, I'm not at that building every day anymore like I used to be. It is too soft. The music, the dancing, the joking, everything. It's way too loose. Now, how do you explain how they come up with great performances against Arizona and Green Bay? Well, you know, they're professional football players, and they do have a good amount of talent on this team. They do have a good amount of talent on this team. It's not the most talented team, but they have a good amount of talent on this team. When there's a sense of urgency, when they feel like they're getting their teeth kicked in, the Redskins can be a more than good team, and they can play well. And they can be relatively mistake-free. Relatively. And they can play like they're a playoff team. The problem, when they come off of a big win, and this has been the case over the last two-ish years, it is really hard to rescue and rally the troops. It doesn't mean it never happens one way or the other. Either they handle prosperity well or don't handle prosperity well, or they handle adversity well. Sometimes they are going to win two games in a row. Sometimes they're going to lose two games in a row. Sometimes they're going to not look good doing it. Sometimes they're going to look really good doing it. This is not a general blanket statement, but the Redskins don't handle prosperity well, and they do handle adversity well. And I think part of the reason is the culture, and that's what DJ Swearinger is getting at. We're going to have a lot more on this as we go along, and probably on the Friday edition we'll talk about Jonathan Allen becoming a leader right before our very eyes. But I want to thank you guys for being with us on this Thursday, October the 11th edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, don't forget to check out the crossover Wednesday edition with Bill Rossetti of LockedOnPanthers.com. Uh, we broke down the uh, – Locked on Panthers, rather. Uh, we broke down the game from an X and O perspective. A lot of good content there, a lot of things to look forward to. Thanks for being with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll be with you before Sunday afternoon's tilt at FedEx Field between the Washington Redskins and the Carolina Panthers. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 